South Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Lane Bennigan, and we're still kind of in our makeshift uh, podcasting situation. But give it a month, and we're probably sounding back to normal. Yeah, we're kind of wolf. Like, I'm, I'm like podcasting on the road out and like, well, you know, down the hill and so on like that. So I'm doing it from the car and I'm sort of doing it off the phone. And it's it's one of those ones where it's like, it's like you just want to get that set up right so you can see everything and all that good stuff. And then your end, it's you just look like you're just like almost like the villain in the movie when you can't like see your like profile. <laughs> and it's that thing where it's like, you know, it's got like the, the deep voice put over the top and, you know, like, give us $15 million or like the children will die. <laughs> Did you hear me, Liam Neeson? Um, It's kind of like, well, it's also one of those things like I don't have a proper microphone yet. And I noticed last time microphone kept on rubbing against the shirt and I don't want to do that. So I'm just, I have to sit here in this weird pose. I'm just kind of like, so here are your (laughs) options. Save the girl or your best friend, you know? So Yeah. Give it the old Batman forever ultimatum. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but no, we're we're going at it. We got the we we just had DCU's just like, hey, you know what? We haven't dropped something in a, in a moment, but we're gonna give you all kinds of crap all at once, like almost a little too much. And then it's like, and then to top it off, we're gonna because you had, you thought if you thought you had too much DC, but by the way, we also have a Mortal Kombat movie that came out the same time too. So uh, get that checkbook out, fellas. I haven't seen the Mortal Kombat one. The first the first Mortal Kombat, the animated one with. Uh, Scorpion one, that one was yeah. badass, but I didn't, I didn't see the other ones yet. I got to check it on those. Yeah, um, well, I, I bought the third Mortal Kombat one. It came in, but I just haven't got around to watching it yet. But um, but no, those Mortal Kombat one focus... ones. I don't know which the third focus... one focused on. Okay, because the second one was Liu Kang or whatever, right? Yeah, I think the second one was Liu Kang, and then this one's probably. I don't know, Kung Lao or something. I can't even remember who's on the cover. But um but yeah, it's like they've all been pretty darn good. So, you know, it's just kind of cool that they're kind of doing it. But they do feel like they're sort of there in the background. Like I don't know, Warner Bros. does that thing where they, they'll advertise some stuff pretty heavily and then there's some stuff they'll just like shoot out, like, you know what I mean? Like, I oh, just drop this off in the morning, okay? You know? Yeah, well, right now they're in a weird transitional period and it looks like they're doubling down on DC, but like they're gonna be today it was announced or yesterday it was announced that um James Gunn is now basically James Gunn and somebody else. I don't know who the other guy is, but James Gunn and some other guy are more or less the Kevin Feige's of um, DC moving forward. So and it's not just like, Oh, it's, it's DC. It's like, it's not like, Oh, we're making DC like property. It's like, no, they have a division now DC films. So, you know, they're, they're really trying to go full force with this. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, one of those ones, I think, you know, if they, they just keep keep it going, keep the DCU animated stuff going out, you know what I mean? I think that's that's like the strongest thing they've always had is that DCU animated section. And it's cool that they expanded into like stuff like Mortal Kombat. It'd be neat to see them expanded even more things. Uh, so leading into this, would you want to start with um, the Super Sons movie or Black Adam? I don't care. I'm, I'm down for any of them. You choose. Um, how about we start with um, Super Sons? Because I feel like my feelings on that are more of like, kind of more like concise. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I liked it, but it's one of those movies that where I'm just kind of, and keep in mind, I really like the Super Sons. Um, I, I had the first three volumes of the series and um, I, I really liked it, but it was also one of those things where I'm just kind of like, this movie, it wasn't bad, but I feel like it was one of those cases where it could have used probably another like 20 or 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Just because it felt so rushed, but what they had going was good. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually I enjoyed this one more than I almost even thought I was going to. I think this one of those ones like cool Super Sans or Super Suns Super Sans. It's like this this would be a good one. You know what I mean? And when watching it, I was like, oh wow, this is actually pretty darn impressive. I like all the characters. Everybody kind of it's got just the light amount of comedy, but the action's still good. I mean, you you literally gonna watch like children get beat by adults like more than you probably see in almost any movie. And um. Yeah, it's even like it had the weird kind of uncanny animation at first when you're like, oh, they went full CG with this instead of doing like, a, you know, 2D animation. But at the same time, I was like, after about like five to 10 minutes of watching, I'm like, it's not too bad, though. I mean, I prefer I would prefer 2D standard animation, but uh, the CG cell shade thing it didn't look bad. Yeah, no, I, I think that there was this thing when you're a little jarring when you first see it, but then your eyes just kind of adjust to it. And it, is it my preferred? form of animation no but i mean there are ones where it looks good like um like if you bring the budget to it like uh arcane on netflix or into the spider-verse or the other uh-huh. netflix that kid cuddy movie um intergalactic like if you kind of bring it into that then i think it kind of shows more but this does feel not as like clunky as like the berserk reboots you know from a few years back but um yeah like a lot of the a lot of the straight to netflix animes or anything like that but this, but because the character designs actually still look pretty cool. They don't look so flat and generic, you know. Yeah, it, it doesn't just look like straight CG. I mean, you know, you know, it's not like 2D, but like, I don't know. It, it still kind of worked in this one here, you know. And um, you know, I mean, it's kind of like when you watch like Beware the Batman or like the Green Lantern one. I know that was another one too, where like it took about three to four episodes before you kind of like accepted it, you know. So there, there's that kind of momentary kind of jarringness. You know, but the one that I just hope is I hope this is not me like, cool, this is our new way to do it. Cause then it just feels like, no, 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 no. You better get somebody to hand draw this. Well, we did a couple frames like that. No, no, a couple frames doesn't count whole frames. I feel like it's probably something to the effect of where they're like, you know what? Um, let's give this team over here a break and let's hire like another studio or build another, make buy another studio or something. I kind of got that vibe from it, but um, I, I think so. I'll say that, um, I mean, no, I don't want to be this guy. I do like the comic more. That said, because, you know, they really go out of their way, because the thing about the comic, when it opens up, at least what I read, um, by now, um, um, Jonathan, John Kent, Superman's son, he is in the comics by this point a teenager. So uh, that that's kind of, that's already kind of like, you know, he's already kind of going through his moody phase. But when I jumped into the comics, he was like 11 or 10, and he was just that very cool, like happy, optimistic kid. He wasn't perfect, but he was a happy, optimistic kid that really loved his parents and thought it was so cool. His dad was Superman and was very understanding. The thing that he was upset about is their move to Metropolis, and he loved living in Smallville. So that was yeah. part of it. And, you know, he was bullied, and he had to watch himself. But it was like a, this very nice kid that you just couldn't help but like and this he's not bad he's not bad but opens up like oh reading <laughs> what's the point of journalism <laughs> oh like okay all right we get it we get it and then like then there's the whole kind of like disney dad thing they do with superman oh yeah but after a while as soon as he what i like about it, as soon as he realizes oh you're superman yeah i get it okay cool yeah, Zach, I'm glad that it's not like one of those ones the whole time. He's like, Dad, why weren't you there for my baseball game? Why weren't you there for my graduation? Like, getting like a jingle all the way thing. Be like, son, I have important shit. 
to do. And if you would just mind your fucking business and sit on your hay pile, you know, <laughs> call the day. You know, it, but at least it was one of those ones where, like, it, it wasn't so bad. But at first I was like, oh, no, is he going to be that kid? He's going to be the stupid little bitchy kid, you know, who gets everything. And then he's like, he's so pissed off just because his dad's not there because uh, somebody's going to pay the fucking bills, you know? Yeah, like in the comic, I think, because keep in mind, it's a comic I read probably like five years ago or more. Um, super, like Superboy or like uh, John wants to go do superheroing, but his parents like, no, you're too young. You got to give it time. And um, and Robin actually recruits him because he's like, you know what? I actually think there's a job I need your strength for. He says, can I join the Teen Titans? No, you got to be a teenager to be Teen Titans. <laughs> But I'm older than you. Yeah, but I'm I'm a trained assassin. So what are you gonna do? You know. So it's kind of like so it's kind of like there's he still is like the thing of it is kind of like the happy optimistic kid who has all the raw strength, but then the kid who has all the smarts. So they still have that dynamic, you know. Yeah. So I, well, I like the dynamic that they sort of had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Robin being the, the Mister Know It All, though not all the time he does he do, do know it all. And I even like when he's like talking shit to like the Teen Titans, and they're like, you know what, R Robin, we're we're kind of sick and tired of you. We 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 love Tim Drake. We did. Everybody loved him. <laughs> In fact, there's nobody I know who doesn't like Tim Drake. He's like the greatest guy ever. It's kind of a shame that he's been cornered. But uh, yeah, we don't want you on here. <laughs> Isn't that right, guys? He turns the phone around the whole like team does like, yeah, we like Tim Drake. Just start, anyway. Yeah, any, any, anyway, uh, so uh new Robin, you know, uh he looked too violent, you know what I mean? Fucking you know, you know, you shoved Beast Boy's head to the toilet the other day. Why? I, I, we don't know. I, I know Beast Boy's you know who he is, but still <laughs> still, you know boundaries. what I mean? We've all been yeah. tempted to do it, but at the same time, boundaries. <laughs> You know, yeah, you know, you, you you covered Kid Flash in oil so that when he went running at super speed, he wasn't going anywhere. You know, uh, you, you're doing some weird shit. That's all we got to say. So, uh, yeah, you can't be in there. He's like, yeah, fine, whatever. I don't fucking need you guys. You know what I mean? I'll start my own awesome team instead. The other day, you're trying to pull, like, to, like, um, to Aqualad, you're trying to do that thing that's, that uh, Emilio Estevez did in Breakfast Club that got him in Saturday school in the first place. Which, first off, fucking weird. Secondly, he's awful lad. He knows what the fuck he's doing. What were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, do you think duct tape on his ass was going to be... I mean, like, how much hair is he going to have? He's under the water. Yeah, really, come on. But, um... That part was always so weird in, like, the Breakfast Club. I remember, like, when I, like, seeing that, that felt to me, it was like, people fucking do that they just fucking like put some duct tape on some guy's ass in the locker room like jesus you gotta be careful i guess when you go to like high school well it was, wasn't something like I, I haven't seen the movie in a while and i know t tangent side note but wasn't there wasn't there like didn't they say something like we held him down and then we pulled his pants down and we pulled the duct tape i, I mean I, I feel like when that happens they go to duct tape you think there's a like like a few, like a, a little percentage of your brain that goes, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> it's just a duct tape, okay. And if, if you if you're getting duct tape, if you're if Emilio Estevez is slapping duct tape on your ass and then ripping it, I'm assuming by then you've probably been bullied worse. You know, there's other things by then that have happened. Well, yeah, it just, just seems like such a weird one. Like, what are you guys gonna do? Oh, well, you know, we're gonna bleach his fucking asshole for him. <laughs> 
It's just like one of those ones like, you know what? I want it. When he's out on the fucking beach, I want him wearing a thong and I want those ass cheeks fucking shimmering in the fucking sun. Like, what the fuck? No, no, no. He's not going to be fucking covered up like he's going to go on a snow adventure. Well, the thing about it is it's, it's like. It, no hairy asses in this school. It's two things about that. It's it one is either John Hughes had to hear someone say that, like, did you have hear happen to Mike the other day? Oh, what happened to Mike? Like chess club chess club lead chess club leader Mike. In that or it's like something to the effect of like he says, What's something really weird and fucked up? You know, I really believe that it is something real because I feel like that's something like I feel like that has to be like a real thing that like, you know, someone heard about like I, I don't think that's that's just not one you make up. Yeah. Well, regardless, <laughs> the, Robin got booted off the the Teen Titans for doing something like that. So Yeah, exactly. Well, I like is also like in this movie, like there's like when uh Superboy's like, you know, standing up to his bully and then he just gets laid out thinking that he it's because he had super strength, he was gonna have super invulnerability. And I love how like the the principal or the guidance counselor is like, what what are you doing? Like, you know, you know, Jake over there or whatever, like, you know, he's got some real issues he's going through. You're pretty fucked up for trying to, like, bully this guy, right? He's like, what? what? He was the guy bullying me. He's like, come on now, John. Come on now. Look at him. He doesn't even have a father. His father went out to get a pack of cigarettes when he was six. He's never come back. He's messed up to the brim. He might not ever recover. How about you be the friend? You stand up. <laughs> Just, I saw that once, like, no, fuck that guy. I, I don't want to be his friend. He's an asshole. He's he's always going to be an asshole, probably. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I remember being in elementary school and middle school, and there were those kids that started off as assholes, and once you, I don't know, get into a fight with them or you talk enough shit back to them, they eventually warm up to you. That doesn't or you duck get their ass. Or, you know, option option D or E, yeah. Uh, but, it, it, but the thing is, that is so rare where you actually become friends with them. There were those times where – you know, you 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 and someone else hated each other, and then after time, you just like, yeah, I don't know, you just accept each other for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. that was so fucking rare. So I always get a little annoyed in movies whenever there's the bully. Like he has no redeemable qualities. He's not likable. It gives yeah. you no reason like like him. And then the last, like in the third act, he does something slightly noble, and he's like. And he's like, oh, oh, um, uh, maybe I should change my ways. And he suddenly becomes like, <laughs> like, like there, 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 there are options. There are ways where they didn't do it right, but too often they do it with no buildup or no yeah. like. There's nothing deeper to the character. And I like how this movie is just like, no, fuck him. He's an asshole. Why do I got to do all the fucking work? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like one of those ones. I just like how John just realizes, like, oh, I just got to say, I am going to be his friend to get out of here, and then that's it. Guidance counselor's done, but but yeah, no, I always feel it's like one of those ones. Like, I mean, there's like Flash Thompson's one of the few that I feel like in Spider Man kind of comes around as time goes on, but he's more of like a lovable bully in a weird way. Like, I feel Flash Thompson's kind of that guy where you're like, yeah, he's a dick, but he does do some funny shit here and there. Yeah, Flash Thompson, you get, um, I mean, I know you don't really watch this show, but then there was like Steve and um, Stranger Things who started off as like uh-huh. a bully. But then as the show went on, he became one of the like best written characters. So there there are the, the exceptions, but I feel like those exceptions are few and far between. Majority of the time, like, you know, um, I just kind of like how it says 
some people just fucking suck, you know? And I like how the thing when Robin sees him, like, so we're going to go round two, and he just, like, just pokes him, like, in the chest. And he just, like, he'll be fine. When's he going to get yeah. up in a week? He just keeps walking. Yeah, just punches him right in the face and everything like that, you know what I mean? But I did think that was kind of funny, just the way that the uh, – it's almost like that's like the changing of times where it's like, oh, before it's like, you know what? You got to stand up to that bully and that guy's couch. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, be friends. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe maybe you do got to get some duct tape on the ass. What? No, you're just saying, you know, it, it happens from time to time. It's it's not an uncommon occurrence. Believe me, I'm a guy's counselor. <laughs> I, I, I see a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to backtrack too far, but I want to say one quick little thing. The, with the very beginning when they're showing, when they're zooming in on a planet and it's all like green, like, oh, why are we starting off in Oa? And then you realize it's Krypton. And then you immediately think, fuck, again? I fucking know. I just saw Super Pets on HBO Max the other day. We opened on that too. We fucking get it. You know? So I'm just kind of like, and it had nothing to do because Scarrow slaps to the side of the ship. But it's not like we, it's not like he needed to get there that way. Because he goes in and attacks the the, the watchtower from space anyway, so he could have just hanging out on a fucking rock and got there. We don't. Why the f- and like there isn't like this big major comparison between um, there isn't this big parallel line between Superman how he got to Earth and then John. I understand maybe there's kind of like he was he landed here, he was born here, but at the same time. There's not that big a comparison. And if you're watching something called, by this point, if you're watching the Super Sons, you fucking yeah, know. You, you, you know, know what's up. This is not going to be your first rodeo right here. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still like this movie, but that part, I was like, really? Again? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I remember when it was starting out, I'm like, well, I wonder what this is. Like, at first, I was thinking, like, well, maybe they're going to do something different. No. No, 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 not really. Oh, he's loading him in there. Plans blowing up. Everything. Like, oh, like a, he happened to have a starro. He's like, here, take this uh, cute little starfish with you, buddy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, even that. Well, the thing about it is that thing that didn't even come back or play a role. I mean, he did, but he didn't need to be there because it's not like they show it crawling off the ship <laughs> and like I'm gonna go cause mischief. Like, it just he. He came in on meteorite and hit like Krypton, hit, hit the watchtower or some shit. So there's a million other ways he could have got there, but whatever. It's a small thing. It's a small. Thing. Yeah, it's not like it's like the end of the world kind of, but it is one of those ones where it's just like it's just a weird movie to place that in, you know. It's and it's yeah. one of those ones. I, I when I saw that, I'm like, well, you know what? That probably means it's coming next. There's gonna be a Batman origin, and then, uh, there wasn't one of those. They bypass but... it. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're... It's almost like they animate all that stuff, and they're like, shit, fuck, we're not supposed to put these things in here. Well, we already, you know, animated it, voiced it, did the whole shebang, leave it in there. We didn't explain how Starro gets there. We can do it differently. Ah, too late now. We left the yeah. intern alone, and he was very he, – he was really eager to impress, but – Yeah. He, he's one of those guys who really likes origin stories. You know, he, he, he's all – he says he's retro because he's into the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> he did not yeah, see no. anything past Batman Begins. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it's all that. But, um, but once that movie gets kind of rolling past that part, um, it's all pretty darn good. I feel like the action's there. There's a lot of good fighting. They choose some kind of interesting ones. I like how they just leave fucking Green Arrow up on like the fucking watchtower. He's the guy up there this time. Like, you know, their rotational like, you know, on call shifts. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they also do the whole thing with um, 
like I'm wondering because it's a different style, but I think it may have been some of the same voices. I'm wondering if this is the um, the uh, um, same universe they've kind of set up the connect the new connected universe. Yeah, see that because the animation was different, it made me feel like is this supposed? To, I feel like it's supposed to be almost more of a a pocket episode or a pocket it, movie. Like I don't think it's supposed to be in the same ones as the other ones. Just because they've been writing Green Arrow very similar lately, and, he, and he's always been a little bit of a smartass, but just the particular quips and jokes they give him, and I think that may have been the same voice actor, but I might be wrong there. Yeah, well, that could probably be the same. I'm not saying that some of the things won't be yeah. the same, but I think just the overall, I think that one is its own. But, uh, but yeah, and I just mm -hmm. kind of like how, as it goes on, Starro starts infecting everybody, and, you know, it lo looks great once, you know, start, you know, everybody's getting infected and whatnot, and then they realize that, you know, John and Damien are the only two left, and they got to save everything by, you know, punching it in its eye hole. Well, that's also another thing about this is, and I'm not trying to, like, harp on this too long, but there's the whole thing with the origin story at the beginning. I'm surprised they put that in there, but then they have so many, I'm not going to say they're super deep cut characters, but they're characters the average audience probably would not know right off the bat. Like, I, I think people know Robin, and I think a lot of people by now, by now a lot of people our age know that, oh, Rob, the new Robin is Batman's son. There's a lot of people yeah. who don't know that. And then they also have, you know, they have Wonder Girl. They, they have, like, they have the Teen Titans, and then they have, like, half the Justice League of, of the, they're fighting near the end. So, and then they jump over to Lex Luthor being president, which that's another thing that probably a lot of people don't know. So it's not like they're put, pulling like the deepest of deep cuts, but there's things that that I'm like, oh, okay, we haven't seen this a bunch of animation. I was happy to see it, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. There was some kind of stuff like Lex Luthor being president was kind of surprised. And even like when Wonder Girl first popped up, I'm like, God, you know, she almost never appears in these animated things. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, it seems weird because it feels like that would be one of the characters you'd use, but like, it's almost like she's not a Teen Titans regular when it comes to animated stuff. So it's kind of cool she was there. I felt like there was a couple other Teen Titans that were not, you know, that wasn't just like your Cyborg, Beast Boy, you know, um, Kid Flash, and so on. I mean, they had they had Calder, who's become more popular with the kids via which we call it via um, um, uh, Young Justice. Who's Aqualad? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because he was there. Because it was also kind of an interesting one too. Is like they sort of had a partial like Justice League, and then also the Teen Titans were up there at the Watchtower when they go up there to face Starro and you know free everybody and whatnot. In crypto too. Yes, in crypto too as well. And maybe I don't know. And it's like that because then there's like I don't know if the beginning part's supposed to be in there because they go to like uh, uh, Fortress of Solitude and then like Jor-El's there. He's like, hey, hey, grandson, what's up? You never come to visit very often, I see. <laughs> you know, just you know, your old grandfather just walking around here all the time. Nobody comes to visit. Superman just leaves the dog. You know, I have to clean his shit up all day long. You know, I have a hologram, a, so it makes it hard to do. Yeah, you know. So it's, it's like they stuck me in a home in the Antarctic, so he doesn't see me very often. <laughs> you know, don't bring up don't bring up politics around him. Do not bring up politics. Yeah, well, let me tell you, you know, I, that's all I got anymore. Is I just got I just got some satellite TV that Clark left here for me. 
Oh, so he's I, watching OAN again. Great. Yeah, you know, so uh, yeah, I, I got this time, and, you know, I, I think I know how I can run this country. Let me tell you. Okay, here he goes again. He's like, uh, Grandpa, we just need to get in a rocket and fly to space to save the universe. Well, let me tell you how you're going to save the universe. <laughs> oh, God, here he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's, you know, we're going to get in this rocket. That it's, it was made for a baby, but two grown boys are going to try to fit in here together. It's going to be kind of gay, sort of like when you ride the Matterhorn at Disneyland and no one tells you how gay it's going to be, you know, because when you and your best friend at age 15 have to ride nuts the nuts, practically, you're like, what the hell? So, uh, Dude, see Grandpa, say, we're out of here. If you say that to my grandpa, he's going to stop us from going. Like, whoa, 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 no grandson of mine is. <laughs> he's he's going to shut the whole thing down, okay? He's going to yeah, start exactly. making us go to Kryptonian Christian school and pray it away. So that was the downfall of the Krypton is that people, not, not enough people are praying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was praying every day. I was praying to the science god, and, you know, it was all working out. But everybody else are just doing their thing, you know, thinking and they could just live life. If we prayed to Brainiac Carter, we wouldn't yeah. be here today. Exactly. Shit, I prayed to Star. I prayed to anything I captured. You know what I mean? Shit, you don't know what's going to kill you in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those kind of guys. I'm very open to a lot of religions because, you know, I don't want to be fucked by the time it's the end. There's an end times coming. I just want to know which one it is. I got a bunch of index cards of what to do in each in each religion's apocalypse. Exactly. You know, your grandfather's a smart. He, he's a smart guy. You know, I I know. Uh, you know, Clark doesn't give me credit for that, but still, just saying. Um, the thing is, well, when you going back to this movie, when you really think about it, it is a very simple movie. Not a lot really happens. No. But I didn't really I didn't realize it till after it was over because really it's you have the introduction where um, John realizes I mean the first third of this movie is really John learning he has superpowers. Second is yeah. him like, oh wow, superpowers are really cool. And then the third is like, oh, Sorrow's taking over the world and and Robin and um, Robin and and, and uh, John. John gotta work together. And they, there's only really a handful of fights. The action in it is pretty cool. The, it, I'll say it's interesting because it kind of bounces between, like, you know, a standard PG-13 um, adventure movie, and then it also bounces between feeling like a family film. I mean, I, at the end of the yeah. day, I think a family could watch this and not really feel like, oh, it's too bad. When the, when the sorrows on the faces explode and they just get a, the eyes explode, a little <laughs> bit more violent than I expected to and a little bit more swearing, you know, but yeah, the, too bad. Well, that, that's what it felt like. It's one of those ones that sounds weird. Like, it kind of goes back and forth between me and almost like a PG and a light R in a weird way. Like, it's like it kind of, but just, just for like a moment, not enough to ever, you know, cross into anything, but just enough where you're like, oh, okay, this is not just like, you know, you know, it's almost that one where it's, it's, once again, it's not like the kids one or anything like that, but it is that kind of thing where it's like, then it still has sort of like some horror movie elements to it. Well, with the, with this, the way the star spores come out and just like the, 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 the jaw stretches out and they, they crawl out with the extra tendrils and all that. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, uh, but no, overall, I thought it was really fun. And it's one of those ones where it's like, it, it is kind of like, I think it's just a thing to explain Jonathan Kent, the son. You know, that that's pretty much what this movie kind of is, is, hey, if you, you didn't know who he is, we're giving you sort of the origin story here. You got to know who he is. He's got the Sonic the Hedgehog movie personality, which I know is kind of becoming a trend now. Like, that's the one, sort of like, kind of like when they, uh, oh, what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, you see that, uh, oh, God, Chris Pratt? 
Chris Pratt, because you'll see that like in other things too, where it's like, use Chris Pratt as kind of like your uh, character model. Yeah, yeah. But Fun I noticed fact, that like... They, they, they originally wanted Chris Pratt for the uh, John, uh, James Marston character, so... Yeah, so yeah, you can kind of see where like there's just that kind of like style, but I noticed the Sonic the Hedgehog is also the other one for like, if we're going to have kind of a goofy kid, give him that Sonic the Hedgehog personality from the movie. Yeah, and um, the thing with... Um, I didn't really notice the Sonic thing until you brought it up. That's a good point. They like a lot of if you need kind of like a hyper interactive, hyper inner energetic kid, then that is kind of like the template they're kind of going with lately. A kid who's kind of smarter. He's like he's a kid, but he's talking smarter than how most kids really talk. Really, at the end of the day. So yeah, um, and he's got references to stuff almost more than anything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this movie was fun. I liked it. Um, I unfortunately. Um, I don't have any, I don't have any Blu-ray or anything or nothing to, to watch it on in the house. So I had to download it digitally, unfortunately. So I don't know if there's any good special features or if they go into the next movie or anything like that. You know, the weird thing is, is that it has, it's kind of light on the special features. So you're not missed out on too much. I mean, it has a Super Sons one that's like maybe 14 minutes long and it's good. It just kind of, you know, gives you like the history of those characters and so on and how they actually trace back to back in the forties or whatever the heck it is. But, uh, oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that part. So it's like apparently uh, there's one of those, I guess, sort of Elseworlds or something like that where like they Earth technically had – or a three type shit? Yeah, something like that back when they used to have all the dimensions and so on. Like, And there was uh, the Super Sons, which was a Batman had a kid and Superman had a kid. Wh- whoever Batman's kid was at that time period, it wasn't Damien, but uh, somebody else. But uh, John Kent comes all the way from that section. So that was kind of neat there. So there was some neat things to kind of learn in it. But it was like – other than that, though, that was kind of it. Mostly – there's always like at least two documentaries or something like that. And then there's uh well, they did have two episodes as always, but uh, they didn't have a, Hey, what's coming next. So that's why I feel like this movie was kind of slightly under the radar in a sense. I don't know. It's weird because it's a Batman Superman movie. So you feel like it'd be as, you know, top tier as possible. I don't remember what they said. Then. I think they're doing a God. Be, I don't know why they would not show this. I, I heard they're doing a milestone one. They're doing one where all the milestone characters come together. Like static icon hardware, so oh that'd um, be cool. Yeah, I wanna. I'm looking forward to that, but um, who knows when that's coming out? So if it's coming out with all the fucking cuts they're doing to Warner Brother Animation. Oh yeah, most definitely. But uh, I guess speaking I I of Warner Brother, I don't mean to cut in, but is there like do you have your phone by the recorder or anything? What's uh, why? Is it oh, picking I'm up something? Static, I'm getting a lot of static on my end. Okay, I don't. It's probably just the mic. That's the only thing I can kind of guess. Okay. All right. Well, we'll deal with it. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So the next one. Yeah, the next one's Black Adam, and uh, we went into that one. There, it's kind of like. I feel like it's been kind of a while since like they kind of just had a movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, by the way, Black Adam. I'm like, oh, I kept forgetting about it. So I got to be reminded about it, and then it would kind of wait. Oh, there it is again, and someone like that, and. That's that kind of movie that when it first started off and everybody's kind of like, uh, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, cool, Black Adam. I mean, no, no more wrong. I, I, I want to see it and so on like that. But then once it became like a Justice Society and Black Adam movie, I was like, well, that's actually kind of a cool way to go about it. Real talk, I never really gave a shit for Black Adam. Not that I don't like him. I just don't really know enough about him. I just know him as he's, he's the arch rival to Shazam and he sometimes fights Superman. Now, yeah, that, um, that, that's all I really knew, too, so I couldn't tell you more there. Now, the other thing about it was 
this was a movie that seemed to be more fueled by the star than the actual reason to exist. Now, he's apparently been an anti-hero since the 90s. Most things I've seen him in, he's always the villain. So his anti-hero-like stature, I don't really know that well. And apparently at some point he does join the Justice Society. But anyway, uh, going off that, though, this uh, movie, I was... I still was looking forward to it just because Justice Society was in it. And when I first heard this movie was coming out and the Justice Society was in it, I thought it was going to be something like, oh, it's going through the ages and he kills them in the 40s or some shit like that. Like, oh, no, they're here today. They're still doing shit. I will say um, this movie made me, left me feeling like overall I liked the movie. I, I thought it was good. But I overall felt like a little mixed because there are things about it that were very different that really stood out. And there are other things. I'm like, are we in 2003? What's what's going on? Yeah, it still does some of those things where, yeah, it is a little bit kind of like the old world of like superhero movies. But I felt overall it had a lot of good action in it. I mean, it's it's kind of like Super Sons where it's, it's kind of simplistic in a sense. It's just Black Adam shows up, you know, in the future or whatever to kind of fight this oppression. And the Justice Society is like, whoa, 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 we got to make sure this guy doesn't go crazy because we have these extra texts that told us that, you know, I know these people here in this town think this is their hero, but we're going to break their hearts real quick and tell them that the guy they've been worshiping for the last 10,000 years is actually kind of a, a dick. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's the thing. Like, part of this is the marketing team's problem, but like they, they do this. The marketing team did the thing in the trailers. It's like my son sacrificed himself to save me. And then like you see the beginning of the movie, you see a kid like he became Black Adam. And I'm like, all right, well, he didn't die yet. So and I'm sure it's me like a bait and switch of some sort. And it's going to be like. It, it, like you know, it was just one of those things. You should have left that out of the fucking trailer. So I was kind of a twist, you know. Yeah. That would have got me off guard. And you see, kind of like you know, they do the Chris Evans thing with like with The Rock. Like they put him on like they have his his like you know ridiculously jacked body, and they Photoshop his head onto not a not a, a weak emancipated guy, but a guy who's just in decent shape. He's not yeah. he's not The Rock. He's just in decent shape, you know. Yeah, like, like a guy who does track and field. That's what it sort of felt like instead of a guy who was, you know, WWE so superstar. Howard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, it's weird because it's like you look at that and it, it makes him look like he's so small. But I'm like, if that guy was standing next to anybody else without that rock head, you'd be like, that guy's in pretty good shape. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, I bet a lot of people swipe right on him, you know? So, yeah, exactly. But, you know, but, but since it's The Rock's body, it's like, it's like sort of when you watch, I think it was like the movie The Tooth Fairy. I remember, like, that one. It's like, the rock looks so tiny in that movie. It's like he almost looks like a child with like a man's head on. I've never seen that one, believe it or not, but I, I'll take I've never seen it all the way through. It's just one of those ones I remember back in the day just flipping through TV and it was like, holy crap, how small is he? <laughs> and it's not that he's out of shape. It's like he looks, you know, he's, he's just athletically shaped, but it's just you're just so used to the rock being massive. Yeah, well, there's that period around like I think – I mean, he was always in fantastic shape, but there's that period like around Fast and Furious 5 where he just got like, like he looks like he, he had an elephant steak for breakfast, you know? Yeah, he just got bigger with each movie. I think that was kind of what it was. It went from being like, okay, he's like an athlete and so on, being like, okay, now he's becoming like bodybuilder size. And then it's almost like now he's becoming kind of like God size. <laughs> well, like faster even, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. movie, that, well, I, for me, 
Personally, I think that was a big. A lot of people overlooked that. I think that was a big comeback for him. But um, I think such. I think that's actually probably might even be his best movie. Yeah. Well, the simplicity of it is also just really good. But um, I just think it's kind of funny because it's one thing to be like, you know, like there's a part where he kills the first guy, and they're like, look, look at his face. That's recognition. That or a giant Samoan is like staring you down like he wants to murder you. Like whether he knows him or not, like what the fuck? <laughs> and why do you use a gun? He could have just like, you know, like stepped on stepped on him or something, you know? But regardless. Yeah, exactly. The goal no, of well, this movie. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh no, no, I was just gonna go along with that there too. It, yeah, it's just one of those ones, but uh, but yeah, as you're saying. Well, the thing about this movie is it does that thing where it's like, I feel like there's a lot of things, like a lot of superhero movies with, with complicated lore do this now, but there's that thing where you kind of like, you have a kid giving you tons of exposition at the beginning. You go, so 500 years ago, all this stuff happened. They're, they're looking for this weird mineral, you know, and like the mineral thing, it's just like that hardly played an effect in the overall movie. It was just basically... His kryptonite, which sometimes they had it, sometimes they didn't. And the fact that there was a crown made out of that mineral was just kind of like secondary. And yeah. um, and then they have the whole thing where they're focusing on that, like, I, I got weird nitpicks of the movie. Like, overall, I like the movie, and in time, I wouldn't mind owning it to my collection, just my DC collection. But overall, I just there there are things about it that just seem kind of like for being a movie that took like ten years to make, I think there are things that need to be more thought out and more explained. Like intergang, intergang is controlling this country. Intergang is like a third party like Blackwater Corporation. You mean to tell me no other governments or no superheroes came in to stop intergang of all things? Yeah. They couldn't say they couldn't say something like our government hired intergang to roll the streets. It's like, no, Intergang just came in. It was doing this. like, And nobody did anything about that. Nobody. Yeah, that's the thing. They kind of make it out just be like, yeah, this has been going on for, like, years. No one seems to care. You know what I mean? And, like, I know there's, like, I, I appreciate they're doing a movie where, I mean, it's, like, um, not getting political, but I think it's just a good change of pace for superhero movies to do something where, like, Okay, this movie takes place in the Middle East, and it's actually speaking on, hey, why don't these superheroes come here, or aka, like, you know, the U.S. government come here and tell there's something they need or they want. We've been under, we've been under siege, we've been under attack for years, and you guys show up the second something threat slightly threatens you or inconveniences you, you know? And it's just almost like Hawkman's like, yeah, basically, that's pretty much about it, you know? Yeah. But he, he's yeah. a dick. We have a tablet that says it, see? Yeah, see, he's a dick. I mean, you don't want a dick running around. Yeah, but he's going to protect us. Yeah, but he's an ass. He just walks through fucking walls without using doors, and he knows what a door is. That's the worst part. <laughs> I'll say that the comedy in the movie didn't really bother me. I mean, the kid had some lame jokes here and there, but um, the, the comedy in it, like, is, it, it does that bouncing act between, like, um, trying to be a more modern DC film and trying to be like that Zack Snyder style DC film because it does yeah. that thing where he is ultra dark, he is ultra serious and it is intimidating, but then like somebody else is like, you need to tone it back, dude. You know? Yeah, it does have a bit. I mean, I think that's sort of how it is. It's like they're, 
some of these movies are trying to like in a sense stretch out the Zack Snyderness, but they're like, well, we were kind of already slightly committed, so we got to keep about like a 50-50 blend of that in there. You know what I mean? And because I know because Shazam felt like that was one of the first ones that kind of go like, let's give it a, a different try. You know what I mean? We, this one's, you know, it's connected, but it doesn't have to be really like in the same like tone or any of that kind of stuff. If I had to compare this, I'd probably say it's like, um, like, and I'm not saying this just because they have characters from both these movies pop in. I'm just saying it just from the setup and the kind of vibe they're going with, even though I think, I think Shazam and the I think Shazam and the Suicide Squad are better movies. At the same time, though, I think it's 25% of each of those movies, and then like 50% of like Man of Steel, because they still have the dark broodingness. They still have the let's you know like the a lot of the slow mo and Zack Snyderisms. But then um, you have this kind of lightheartedness over here and kind of weird ensemble characters that i'll be honest i really don't know anything about cyclone i've heard of her but i really don't know anything about her i was excited to see adam smasher hawkman and um dr fate dr fate yeah, yeah. I, I i felt like the dr fate one was like that's almost like one of the coolest parts i mean it's cool to have hawkman but we've seen hawkman in many of things before but i feel like dr fate's like one of those kind of ones where it's like oh that's actually kind of an awesome one to use him for like live action stuff i guess Francis hawkman's never been in live action I understand a lot of the uh, comparisons people make Dr. Fate to Dr. Strange. However, I think this movie does a good job on their power set distinguishing the two, you know? Yeah, I definitely think so, too, you know? And um, just kind of going like, hey, he just sees multiple visions of the future and so on like that. And he's not too sure what's the exact one, you know what I mean? And just like that's kind of the sort of the issues he has to struggle with and so on like that. And the fact that he's been around like way longer than, you know, everybody else. He's like 100 plus years old, you know? Well, I yeah. I knew that um, either Hawkman or Dr. Fate, I knew one of them was going to die. But the second they weren't bringing up the whole thing that Carter Hall constantly reincarnates because he's a, um, I mean, there's a bunch of different versions of his origin, but I guess the most yeah. common is he's a archaeologist that reincarnates and he has all the past memories and all the past skills of previous lives. So ranging from an ancient Egyptian soldier to today he has all that battle experience plus this you know cool weaponry technology of battle so it's it's one of those things where since they weren't bringing that up i'm like well he's probably not going to die because they haven't said anything about his reincarnation and then dr fate was like being the obi-wan kenobi figure so i'm like oh that's yeah. what you're gonna do and plus as much i mean Pierce Brosnan, I, I'm going to say it, I think he's the best part of this movie. I mean, everybody else did a good job, but I think Pierce Brosnan is really the best part. I, I, I agree with you there, too. I felt like that was definitely my favorite thing. And I think that's what kind of bummed me out, because I, I expected Hawkman to die, because I'm like, well, they're probably going to do that. Like, oh, that's the surprise, and then they'll, you know, say how he, his origin is, because, you know, Hawkman can die multiple times. But then it was like, oh, well, they're doing that. They're, they're getting rid of the old guy. I felt like that was what it was getting down to. It's like, nah, he's old. He's been around. You know, they're doing that kind of thing. Like, well, I, I like the idea when the old guy's like, no, fuck you guys. I don't care if I'm older than you guys. I don't want to die. You die. Well, Fucking Hawkman over here can come back. I can't. Well, I guess that's the thing, because when you think about it, because, yeah, Pierce Brosnan's a bit older now, but at the same time, I guess that's what 20 years does. You don't really always think about it. But yeah, I just, to me, 
he's still the guy from GoldenEye. You know, yeah. he's still Bond to me in that aspect. I still think of him as that. So I just think of like, oh, that's makeup and prosthetics. He's not that old, you know, but it's one of those things where he came in and he was like, they gave him some goofy, like, superhero bullshit to say, and he said it with such conviction and so sternly. I was like, yep. he's fucking selling this movie. He's, I, I, I'm kind of, and the thing is, he's older, but he's not, like, super old, but old enough to be like, yeah, I don't want to be contra contractually obligated to be doing superhero movies for the next 10 years, so... I'll come in for this one, you know, and I, the the mat, the helmet's probably going to go on to a younger, hotter person, probably, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think that's sort of how it is for a lot of people. It's like, hey, I, I want to do one superhero movie, and that's it. You know what I mean? I just want to say I'm a character, and 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 I'm done. You know, and I mean, yeah. it, it's logical. Like, it's one of those ones, like the Doctor Fate going. It's not like one of the ones like I don't feel like that was like, oh man, that just kind of ruined. It kind of bums me out. But I kind of go, eh, I mean, it makes sense story-wise and character-wise and actor-wise that, like, why you would do it like this and so on. You know, because Hawkman, I think, is, like, one of those ones, like, he's almost, like, the other main kind of takeaway from this. That's like, well, you're going to use him as one of the major characters now because now people kind of have an idea who he is. So now you can slip him into, like, the Justice League and everything. Yeah, the other thing about Hawkman was, even though I really liked Hawkman and I thought the guy playing him did a good job, there was a few points near the end. Reese is like, hey, you can't be doing that. Like, the fuck are you going to do about it, dude? Really? <laughs> like, you, you got a few good hits on me, but now I see him coming. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Oh, just you wait and see. And, like, I know it's Black Adam's movie, so he's got to be right. He's going to be the cool guy in the room. But the, I, And I don't know enough about Black Adam to know, well, would he beat down Hawkman? But at the same time, though, I... I I still like this character. I still thought overall he did a good job, and I look forward to... I don't know if they're going to give a Justice Society movie, but I look forward to these characters popping up one way or another. Yeah, I almost feel like... It sounds weird. I don't expect to really see maybe a full-on Justice Society one. I feel like they'll be, like, emerging. They'll, they'll, they'll take... Probably, if I would think, would just be mainly Hawkman, because Black Adam feels like he's going to be doing his own thing. But they would take Hawkman and throw him in there maybe have cameos of uh tornado and uh, uh adam smasher adam smasher yeah yeah like i because i feel those ones are kind of like they're they're kind of there for like this movie maybe you'll see them again but i don't see them as being main characters not saying anything wrong mm -hmm. they're 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 cool but uh um, yeah. but hawkman i feel i feel that he's the kind of the catalyst almost in this movie other than black adam but black adam i feel is gonna do his own thing and hawkman you're gonna start seeing him like he'll be like kind of in a sense how aquaman was before Aquaman's kind of got to like, okay, everybody likes Aquaman again. Yeah. What if it was one of those cases where it's just kind of like some, I know she never got her own solo movie, but what if it was one of those things like some Mystique bullshit? Like we got Mystique back, we got, um, what's her name? Um, oh, got, when, uh, when they started making Mystique like way more of a main character than she should be? Because of um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence became like a much bigger actor. So they yeah, she the, the world's biggest actress. Yeah, so they started making Mystique a much bigger character than she really was ever in the comics. So I'm just imagining if they do something like if this actor uh, becomes like something like gets in a big movie and he becomes the next, he becomes like the next big star. And like, well, we got to put Hawkman in a fuck ton more things. And he's yeah. like pushing, like Henry Cavill's like, I'm back. He's like pushing him out, out of the way. way. You. Spreads his wings <laughs> so you can't see Henry Cavill. Just Cavill's, covers his face. Know? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. As well as what?
But yeah, no, I, I like the Hawkman guy a lot, so I'm, I'm totally down for seeing that guy appear more. You know what I was actually kind of surprised, though, is Shazam never showed up in this movie. I, I expected him to come here at some point, so I thought that was kind of weird. Oh, go ahead. No, I just I just thought that was kind of weird, because in a sense, this feels like, you know, if before I saw this movie, I would have said this is technically like Shazam 2. You know what I mean? That's like, it's more like Shazam 1.5, I guess you would say, but it's like, I would have felt that would have been the in-between movie, and then there would have been a Shazam and Black Adam movie. And, you know, according to the trailer that's before the movie of Shazam 2, uh, it has nothing really to do at all with that. I'm wondering if, it, if they're going to do a very last-minute thing where they uh, – they, because I don't think Shazam's coming out until sometime next year. So, like, yeah. I think late next year, too. So I'm wondering if they're going to do a thing like, hey, uh, Dwayne, can you come in for an afternoon? We're going to green screen you into, like, a post credit scene or some shit, you know? Well, yeah, because I, I kind of wonder because it's like – and then spoilers ahead here. You know, the end of Black Adam – is that who comes down to fight him? It's Superman, you know, not Shazam almost in a sense. It'd be funny if Shazam shows up and then Superman just like slowly pushes him off screen. <laughs> just like a gentle like push, like no, 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 just over here. Yeah, let, yeah, the, let just... the adults talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of those kind of things, you know, because that's the only thing that seems kind of weird. It's just almost like if you had like a Lex Luthor movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, he's gonna fight Superman at the end of the movie, and something like that. It's like, oh no, no, he's not. He's fighting Batman instead. And you're like, huh? Oh, okay. I mean, that's kind of interesting too. Don't be wrong. I mean, I know Black Adam's fought Superman, just like how Shazam's fought Superman, and so on. But um, I don't know. If that's what, it's just gonna lead to this one where it's just gonna be this movie of like just Shazam, Black Adam, and Superman just all punching each other for like two and a half hours. Now I'm now I don't don't take this as me like talking shit on the director, the writer, or um, Dwayne Johnson. But the thing is, I, I feel like this movie, even though I enjoyed it, I feel like it's a little misguided in that way because I know The Rock is too big of an actor to just pop up in someone else's movie as the villain by this point. However, I mean, I think that's more of a reasonable way to introduce Black Adam and to kind of have the villain overshadow essentially the main character of Shazam. You know I mean? Because as far as I know, well, I, I'll be honest. I know very little about um, Shazam's side of things. Yeah. I know his two biggest, his three biggest villains that I know of are um, the um, the Worm thing, Mastermind. I think his name is. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Doctor, the, the guy Mark Strong played in the first one, in Black Adam. Those are the villains okay. I know of. And then I think Sabak might be a Shazam villain too, because I'm going to say Sabak. I didn't even realize. I mean, they said his name a few times, but it wasn't until I saw him. Oh, he's that guy. Because Sabak was the villain of like an arc in the Outsiders, and they had to get like, you know, you know the kid on the crutches from Shazam? Yes. They had to get his help. He had to turn into the blue Shazam for uh, oh, okay. Captain Captain Marvel Jr. or whatever, I think. They they had to get his help to take down Sabak or some shit like that. And Sabak was the villain for an arc. So okay. um and I remember him being a little bit more of like a smart ass, a little bit more like wittier. Granted, it's a book I read like 10 or 15 years ago. At the, yeah, at the same, Zach. At, at the same time though, I, I couldn't help but feel like it's like I am sort of the vi- I'm the villain, but I'm just kind of like I'm I'm going into Jafar mode, you know. Yeah, one of those ones there. As I said, like Shazam's one of those ones I more know of him from other stuff. And then I think the only book I've ever read was the Jeff Johns Shazam one. I remember reading that and go, 
it's pretty much just the movie. Well, that's they really just took that. So uh, hey, retrace it here. I have that book. I've yet to read it, but Shazam New Fifty Two Volume One. Yeah, it's good, but it literally, it, like literally, that's it's the movie. So. Oh okay. <laughs> I mean, it's probably like the slightly extended cut of the movie because he's probably got a little bit more in it. But I remember that I was like, oh okay, you know. But um, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's like one of those ones where it's, I always think it's a cool character. It's like no matter what, it's just it's like so many things. It's like there's so many kind of cool characters, but there's only so much time to read so many of them and whatnot that you just never get around to deep diving into Shazam or you know, Black Adam and all the old Captain Marvel stuff and so on. Well, I'm kind of curious because this movie, it's doing, I think it did good in the box office. And it's getting kind of like mixed reviews right now. That said, I'm kind of curious. I don't, I don't know if they're going to use this. They're not going to use this movie as a blueprint moving forward, but I think they are given the positive reception to Henry Cavill and a lot of people like previous DC films that have come out recently. And then um, James Gunn brings a lot of faith to it. So I, I think people are, starting to get more amps for dc again hopefully you know yeah well you know the weird thing was when i saw this movie i saw an opening day and it literally the theater was zero people in there now granted they had a crap ton of shillings that day so and we saw it sort of in like the middle section so like if if, let's just say a four o'clock was the first showing or three o'clock like um literally past that point um we saw it at like 7 30 so there was almost a showing like every half an hour or so Wow. Well, I mean, but yeah, so I was like, I was like, wow, I don't think I've seen an opening movie that didn't have at least one other person in there. As I said, there was like six showings that day. So maybe everybody saw it on a different one, but maybe, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, like I said, I enjoyed the movie, but uh, something I actually, something else that stood out to the movie about to me, to me was, was it enjoyable? Yes. But there's also some of these things like, come on, superhero movies, good superhero movies been coming out for a while now. We should be past this. And I feel like they sometimes like force feed you too much. Like they got to spell it out for you. It's just like, no, people, people fucking get it. Like the kid's like, Hey everybody come together. We as a country got to unite. So let's do this. Let's, 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 let's go fuck some zombies. And then like, there's one guy, he saw in the background a few times, like, he's right. We can't let them take our city. Come on, gang. All together. Wu-Tang, you know? And it's like... Yeah, well, and they do, like, the Zoltan. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like this thing of, like, it's like out of nowhere, like, it's like you don't trust the audience. They'll fucking get it, you know? Yeah. I also like cause the other thing I thought of, too, is when they're doing the symbol thing, they're like, yeah, Diamond Cutter, fucking DDP. that was like what i was going for but yeah i mean that's the thing is the movie has some kind of like goofy old stuff in it i think the overall i i thoroughly enjoyed it it's one of those ones where it's like i mean it's not one of those ones where i shoot i'm like shit i gotta go get this day one it comes out maybe didn't enjoy it that much but like i was still like you know what it was a pretty solid movie the action was always good story was decent enough and everything like that had some cool characters in it you know it's not one of those ones that's gonna be a groundbreak it wasn't like the batman or something like that which was like no that was pretty darn solidly good but like still was fun and i enjoyed it and i just look forward to uh, you know shazam 2 and whatever comes next from this and superman versus uh black adam which seems like it'd be hopefully may of steel 2 3 i don't know yeah i mean don't even make that the premise of the movie i think the second you say the movie is going to be i mean you could do like uh, for a minute 
um, the Suicide Squad was going to be the Suicide Squad versus Superman. And that, that alone is a cool concept. They said, you know what, we just wanted to make it more personal than just spectacle. So we made the movie we made instead. But yeah. I still think that could work. But I think, I mean, because I, I like Batman v Superman, but it's not really that great of a movie when it gets down to it. It's really flawed. And it's because you're coming in, like, the movie is Batman versus Superman. Like, it shouldn't be building up to Batman versus Superman. We should, they should be working together. They could bump into each other at the beginning, being, fuck you, fuck you. And they yeah. fight. And then they're like, wait, why are we doing this? We need to work together. Okay. And then the rest of the movie is they're, make it like more or less Superman, Batman, public enemies or some shit, you know, doesn't he, Lex Luthor doesn't have to be in prison or be the president. You, you could still put a bounty on them and they're still going after him or whatever. But at the exact same time, that movie, it's like, I, I like that movie, but I know it's really flawed. And I think the second you say the concept for this movie is this character fights that character. Like, well, is there more to it than that? And I think that Superman's big triumphant return should not be, he's fighting someone from another franchise. It should be, he's fighting Brainiac. He's fighting like live wire. He's fighting Lobo, you know? Yeah. It should be a Superman, Superman movie in a sense, yeah. you know? So we'll, we'll see how that all kind of goes, you know, at the end of the day, it's one of those ones, but um, I mean, even if that's, but it's just, yeah, it probably will be something where Shazam and Superman have to work together. That's what I'm almost kind of guessing. They might fight in the beginning and that's the intro of the movie. That's like the 007 intro. And then mm -hmm. they go from there, but you never know. Hopefully it doesn't, that's just not all the movie is, but I'm not saying it can't be good, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked it and I look forward to where DC goes from here, you know? But yeah. Yeah. Good stuff along the way. Shit. Still got the DCU fucking the new Batman, uh, Gotham Knights game to play. It's like DC is just like, Hey, all at once, all at once, empty your wallet right here. All at once. And open your fucking mouth. Yeah. Open your mouth. Stupid game. Like I remember, I was, I was like, "Oh, sweet, I'm gonna play." And then it was like, it still was like, "God damn it, Xbox just not installing it right away." It's like, "Oh, we installed some other games for you instead." No, no. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta get that seven gigs of data off that disc that's taking longer than it should. But <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. Hopefully, it'll be ready by tonight. But still, we'll, we'll, try. we'll, tr we'll try. We'll try. We'll try really hard. Yeah, it's just one of those ones. Like that's if there's if there's one slight flaw to the Xbox, it just sometimes it just isn't fast enough about installing stuff. Where like the PlayStation, like my PS4 can literally install a game like when I'm not even looking at the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be like PS4, go on the app, install this game. When I turn it on, it's ready. Cool, awesome. I didn't have to watch you like a fucking child. <laughs> Make sure you're doing the right one. Not don't don't install something else. What are you doing? <laughs> you know. But, um, I just imagine yeah. inside. I just imagine inside your Xbox. There's like one small man in there, and there's like eight other like eight other desks, and everyone else is on lunch break, and he's running around like answering all the phones. Like I know, I know, it's coming, it's coming. Okay, we're trying. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things, you know. But um, but yeah, DCU's giving out all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, I guess after this, maybe it'll be like a little bit of a hiatus and we'll see what next is uh, for the DCU anime and stuff. But um, definitely, I think, check out Super Sons and Black Adam. I both thought those ones were very fun, very action-packed, good times to be had. Yep. And beyond all that fun stuff, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, all our old animations and that other fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.